Welcome to the first episode, episode one of the Sim Racing Perspective podcast. And I'm here with Mike from Sim Racing 604. Good morning. And Alex from The Extra Mile. What's up, guys? And I'm your host, Davy Jones. Um, we'll begin by introducing how this podcast came about. Um, I created my channel some time ago, and then I started uploading um, some videos with audio, and I dropped a message to Mike, and Mike complimented me on my videos. Thank you very much, Mike, by the way. And uh, Mike said, Mike gave the idea that, for example, if you're ever interested in um, collaborating, give, give me a shout. So I was I started to think about how we could collaborate somehow. So then I actually, Alex, it was your video. You, you did a video on Forza 7, the list of cars in Forza 7. And I realized, yes. I realized Alex is so passionate and knows his stuff. And then I was thinking, hold on. And, and Mike, Mike has he, Mike, you have your angle with you, the kind of the, the the kind of passion about F1, if I if if I'm correct, and uh, Alex, you have your your kind of passion, and I thought I thought with the fact that the the different angles that we have, you guys have um, the the equip the equipment and the games you you play, and the equipment and the games I play, I thought it might make a good mix, and then I that's that's the hence the title of the the sim racing perspectives podcast. So I thought we 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 would all give our own different perspectives on sim racing, sim racing games and hardware and why it is that we sim race to begin with. So that's the kind of, that's the basics genesis. So we're here, we're here together live and we're trying to, trying to get this started and see how we go. So we'll start, if I may, with Alex. So Alex, can sure. you, can you explain to the guys, how did you get into sim racing? <laughs> yeah, that is a loaded question, of course. I will try to keep this as short as possible. Um, Ever since I, uh, or since I could talk basically or walk or think basically, my passion was about cars. My first word was cars, which made my mom really happy and proud, of course. Okay. And um, when the first racing games came along back in the 80s on the C64, it was, I believe, um, I... I knew that this was my kind of thing. So I kind of stayed with it over the years, over decades. Uh, I got my first racing wheel in sometime in the 90s for Grand Prix Legends, which I played uh, excessively back then in the day. And yeah, so I kind of stayed with it. Driving is my passion, not only on the, on the PC or on the console, but in real life as well. I, oh. I just enjoy everything about it. So okay. uh, that was kind of my hook. And have you driven competitively in real life as well, or? Um, a little bit, not really on a professional level, but I've done some track days, I've done some driver trainings, and back in the day when I did the first ones, they actually timed the laps, which is not allowed anymore for insurance reasons. Yes. But um, it was, um, I have some experience on a track, and there will be more of that coming to my channel this year. Oh, um, cool. I'm planning some good stuff there. And have you driven the Nürburgring Nord Nordschleife? Oh yes, quite oh, a bit. Um, oh. I've done driver's training there in 2004, I believe it was. Oh, really? And before that and after that, I've driven there uh, on my own back then with a with a Golf diesel, actually. I started oh, really? with a Golf diesel and just drove there and drove a few laps. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, the track is like nothing else the first time i drove i drove there i still remember that very vividly how wide the track seems yeah. how 
my heart was pumping all throughout the laps. I, I still, the G-forces are the biggest difference, in my opinion, between sim racing and real driving. Um, uh, yes. You have so many ele elevation changes on that track. Um, so many compressions where you're really driving at high speed through a compression and it's um, it's quite exhausting physically so even driving there for one lap is um, you, you just need a little break after that and catch your breath a little bit and and yeah I love it it's um, it's it's an awesome trick I have seen quite a lot of uh, accidents quite a lot of uh, crazy stuff on there but so far knock on wood um, I never had an accident there I don't plan to having one <laughs> anytime yeah. soon and you're having you're having plenty of virtual accidents now, of course. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are enough for me. <laughs> and 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 then um, and when and why did you decide to create your YouTube channel? Why did you create? How did you? How how and why did you get into creating videos? Yeah, that was a bit of an accident, actually. I came um, out of my old job, which I had for uh, a long time, which was quite stressful. I came out of the hotel uh, business. Um, and I don't want to get too much into that, but let's just say it was a great time, um, but it also was a very stressful time. And uh, back in 2016, I decided to get out of it. And for various reasons, I still had to stay in that location for a while, yeah. uh, but I did not have to work um, every day. So I thought, what could I do to fill the time? I don't want to just stay at home here every day. Um, yeah. I need to do something. So... Kind of just for fun at first, I started the YouTube channel, not really knowing where it would go. And for the first weeks or month, actually, it didn't go anywhere. Uh, I made videos and it got like five or six views or something. <laughs> I know the probably, feeling right now. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. Uh, four of those views were myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't really sure where it was going, but then I don't really know why or how it started to pick up a little bit at least and mm -hmm. um, I got a lot of encouragement relatively early on from a lot of viewers and I looked into how much um, views you have to get to actually to actually live off of YouTube. Yes. And I thought, hmm, okay, um, I still have a long way to go, and that is still true today. Mm -hmm. But I thought it's not impossible to do it. And um, I sold my, my apartment in my old place, so I have a little bit of, of, of buffer, so to speak, yes. uh, in a financial sense. So I thought, all right, let's, let's just give this a shot. Let's just try it and try to turn my passion, which is cars and um, driving, um, into an income in some way. So that's how the channel got started. And um, I still have some major changes plan planned for this year. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will see how it will go. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm still having a lot of fun with it. I can um, arrange my days as I see fit, which is big plus in comparison to my old life and my old job. So yeah, um, that turned out quite well so far. And I, I, if I may comment, it was for me, actually, it was your recent um, Forza video. And I, I was doing a video. I did a series about... Um, Carol Shelby and the Ford GT, and actually, I included a clip yeah. from one a clip from your video in in um, in in my video, just a little clip, a couple of seconds, and you were talking about the cars, and you I, I noticed you went through the list, 
and uh, you were talking about the different cars and you, you knew what everything was. And I said to myself, there's something here about this guy. It's the passion that kind of grabbed me. I think that was the thing for me that, that, um, that, uh, that, uh, just in that, in that particular moment. And I, and I could see kind of where you were coming from and I can, I can, I realize it now that you're talking. And then can you tell us something about the name? The, 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 the it's like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've, I've been so familiar with the name right now. It, it's like Coke and Nike. It's like a second nature, but where did the name come from? Oh, that's actually a pretty funny story. Um, I think this name, the extra mile, um, is about the, I don't know, it's number 52nd or something, 52 on the list yeah. of the names that I've tried. I wanted to get a name that is uh, easily recognizable, that you could remember. I didn't want something like driving 82-something. Yeah. I wanted something that, um, you know, it's it just uh, rings, um, it just has a good sound to it. Yes. It has positive connotations to it. I think the extra mile, I think uh, of going the extra distance of maybe editing an extra mile an hour on the straight. You know, there are several uh, connections that I could make to driving and racing. And yeah. I've tried to register a lot of names before that, but all of them were taken. Ah, I mean, okay. YouTube is, is not a really, it's not a new platform anymore. And uh, most of the good names or what I would have considered to be good names were already taken. Yeah. But um, then I think after probably almost half a week of trying it it went for two or three or four days uh and me laying awake at night and thinking about possible names and trying them out and seeing that they're already taken um i had a brainwave i still remember that i i kind of set up in my bed at three in the morning and said wait a second the extra mile that that could actually work and i tried it it wasn't taken and yeah. that's how that came to be okay and it's good. It's kind of, I kind of see it as synonymous with you and, and your, the, your, the, your kind of approach because you kind of like go the extra mile. You're kind of, and you, I noticed, for example, in your videos that where you, you usually start, you're kind of, you're in the VR mode, you're outside the car and you're having, yeah, yeah. You, you always start with like, let's have a look at this beauty, you know, and then you kind of, you get inside yeah. and then you start and it's always seemed that you're kind of, not not over the top, but really you can you can feel the passion that I can the viewer I as the viewer can feel the passion that you have about about. Oh, that's the, awesome! Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's that's how 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 that's my feeling, and I think the name I think it's a good name, and I know the feeling. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Lying in bed at three in the morning and thinking about wait a minute, that was a good idea. No, no, that was a silly idea, and so on. So, so very yeah. a, a very apt. Apt name. So now uh, we have Mike here as well. Mike from Sim Racing Six or Four. So Mike, like the same question to you as to Alex. How did you get into sim racing? Well, I don't know how to follow up uh, somebody who's driven the Norch life. I feel like <laughs> I you should know have let Alex go last. <laughs> I have uh, much more humble beginnings to uh, to my sort of uh, foray into sim racing. Um, mine is much more virtual. I don't have any real world racing experience, actually. Um, mine has all just been, well, I mean, uh, growing up in, in Canada, it's not a very racing centric culture. No, like no. we have, we have, we have an F1 race that goes to Montreal, but Montreal is 
I don't know, 4,000 kilometers away from where I am. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just not heavy on racing, really. But, um, yeah, so I started out, I remember, and I was, Alex, I was glad to hear you mention Commodore 64 because I think we're probably somewhere around the same age. Sometimes I feel yeah. very old in the world of sim racing, but... Uh, well, let's, let, we def- won't talk numbers, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's for the best. Yeah. I think that's for the best. But um, I remember, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember my first sort of, it, it's not sim racing, but my first racing game, I want to say was Need for Speed, probably on about a 386 computer. Wow. And I remember yeah. staying up late at night, living with my parents, of course, and the, the, the platform was so old that all I had was PC speaker. Okay. Didn't even yeah, have a yeah. sound card, nothing. And my parents would be upstairs sleeping and I would be playing need for speed all night using the arrow keys on my keyboard to, uh, to drive <laughs> it. And I remember having to put a pillow over the PC speaker to not wake my parents. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think, uh, just sort of a snapshot in time of, uh, how far back I go with racing games. That's, that's probably a good idea. But, um, as far as sim racing itself, uh, I know it's, controversial but uh gran turismo was really my mm-hmm. entry into the world of sim racing where it yes. started to matter you know the this the specifications of the car you're driving and and you know say what you will about gran turismo it had a major major influence on the sim racing culture i think and and myself i, I was definitely part of that culture i, I loved gran turismo i've owned every single gran turismo um in official release you know not the prologues but uh one through six and now sport and uh yeah i just remember logging hundreds and hundreds of hours into these games and and you know through various console iterations and that kind of thing and then when i got my playstation 4 i remember thinking that um you know it was disappointing that they didn't have a gran turismo yet and so i bought project cars and um it was you know uh, again another controversial sim is it a sim is it a racing game but um i logged so many hours into that game and it just kind of opened up a a new world to me Mm. and um then and this is actually very recent where i got into sim racing so console got assetto corsa and i remember i couldn't wait for it it had this cool ferrari on the cover and i couldn't wait to drive it and then um downloaded it and started to drive and i was missing every single corner and it was (laughs) driving me crazy and i was thinking how the heck does anybody drive this game and so i started doing some research and uh if you look up assetto course online and you're new to it Two things you get pointed in the direction of one is you should be driving it on PC and two is you should have a wheel. So I went on Craigslist and uh, found a wheel. I found a G29 and uh, went out, bought it, used. I I think I spent whatever. I don't want to do currency conversions, but I didn't spend much on it and got it home and I was still not great. And I just kept working at it, working at it, working at it. And it was amazing. More than Gran Turismo for sure. And even more than Project Cars, I could really feel sort of um, myself evolving as a driver. Yeah. And Mm. so that really attracted me to sim racing for sure. And then eventually I, I switched over to PC and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of grown from there. But uh, definitely the most influential thing in my, I don't want to call it a career, but my sort of venture into sim racing was yeah. Gran Turismo, for yeah. sure. For and sure. Mm-hmm. and so, sorry, Mike, I was going to ask, and then you mentioned um, the wheel. So basically, th- throughout your career, as you said, and let's call it a career with Gran sure. Turismo, you were, you were obviously playing on a pad the whole time. 
I was, yeah. I was. Okay. And yeah. um, going back even further, I barely remember, I, I don't remember the type it was, but I did have a non-force feedback wheel at some point. Yes. Um, and I was using it to play some PC-based game. I can't remember what it was, but uh, I remember having a wheel back then, and it was less than impressive. Like, without force feedback, a wheel is... You know, yeah. it's not that great. So, yeah. Um, yeah, my G29 was really my first official wheel. And then, so how, and when, when did you decide, like Alex, when did you decide to start creating videos and get onto YouTube and get involved in the community? When did that start? It was, I think my first video was March, early March of last year. Yes. So it's a, it's a comparatively new channel. Um and I had uploaded a few just random, I think it was either Grand Theft Auto 5 or something like that videos mm -hmm. from my PlayStation. But my first sim racing video, uh, as far as I know, was a, um, what was I driving? The MP4-6, the McLaren MP4-6. Yes. And I remember just sim racing had become my passion. This thing had exploded inside me. I was just loving it. And then I was like... I want to like, and uh, I got into PC sim racing and I found out about mods and uh, the MP4-6 just kind of blew my mind. Like I'm driving virtually the same car that Ayrton Senna drove. It just was so amazing to me. And so I had to upload a video more or less for myself to watch, you know, during downtimes at work or something mm -hmm. like that. And um, yeah, so Humble Beginnings, we're all familiar with it. I uploaded it and I didn't think anybody would ever watch it, of course, and and quite frankly, nobody did. I think to this day it has 130 views or something. Yes. Um, and much like you, Alex, it was probably mostly me. I think probably 125 <laughs> yeah. of those were me. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of kept at it and I kept uploading videos that I would want to watch. Like yes. if I did a lap mm. at Red Bull Ring or something like that, I would exactly. just go ahead and upload it. Yes. And then I could look back on it and listen to the cool sounds and things like that. And I don't know, I can't trace it back to any sort of spark that kind of took me to the next level. But I was also looking at monetization, you know, okay, mm -hmm. you need 10,000 channel views. And I think those who are new to YouTube won't understand this, but um, yes. 10,000 views was the magic mark um, yeah. as of what, like six months ago. And uh, now it's much more strict, of course. You need a thousand subs, and I think four thousand hours in the last twelve months. Yes. Yeah, that's so yes. strict. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. so strict compared to what we had. Like, yes. so yeah, I set the goal of getting ten thousand channel views, and um, you know, it's kind of embarrassing to look back on now. But I did do some clickbaity type videos, you know, clever titles that would get people to to watch. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's all in the past now. But um, yeah, like I say, there was no definite spark where I just, you know, all of a sudden the channel was big. It was just kind of a progressive growth, and somehow mm -hmm. now I almost have six thousand subscribers. So it's really it's been great. It's, it's really great. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 something you said that struck with me that that you like to kind of create the, the, the like create the content that you like and and mm -hmm. also like watch your own videos and and I get that from your channel. And I think that's very important. I think especially now. With, with a lot of the crazy things that have been happening with, with, with YouTube and channels taken down and so on. I think it's, it's, mm. it's very important that you, 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 you make content that you like, content that you like, and then eventually, you know, ho or hopefully somebody will come across it and pick up on that. And I, I think that's why I get the feeling from you, from both of you guys, that you're kind of creating the content that first and foremost that you like to create. And then if- Yeah, yeah exactly. If it, somebody, it took yeah. me a lot. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Uh, 
Okay, I was just going to say you hit the nail on the head. Like, it took me a long time to sort of realize it. Like I said, I was chasing 10,000 views, and then I was chasing whatever other goal. And it was just, you know, I was chasing numbers, and that's not yes. the what you want to base a channel on, really. So no. it took me a long time, but eventually I did realize that, like you say, you just have to make videos that you yourself would want to watch. Like, uh, the other day I uploaded a video of... Uh, the it was a it was a turbo sound okay automobilista they released the turbo mod mm -hmm. for their card extreme uh, uh uh car series yes and i thought it sounded so amazing so i didn't even bother with commentary nothing like that i just yes. love the sound of this engine and i thought others might enjoy it as well so i just uploaded this video and then i realized that that's something that's an evolution of myself because if i was chasing views i would you know, have to put some sort of commentary to it and explain what the mod is, blah, blah, blah. But I'm really just doing things now that make me happy, things that I like. And yeah. um, if, if, you, if the views come, great. If not, I'm doing something I'm proud of either way. Uh, and I, Alex, I want to say, I, I really feel that with your channel as well. I really feel the passion. Like, it's really uh, awesome to watch you drive. You're, you're an awesome driver. And um, I just really feel sort of the energy of you driving. You seem to really, really enjoy yourself. So I just... Wanted to Thank put that you, out man. there. Thank I really you. enjoy your channel. Exactly. It's my, a good my, point. Yeah. It's a it's a good point you're making though, Mike, because um, I felt that it's very important to record videos that I actually want to record in the first place, where I'm actually having fun on an on a true and authentic level. Um, at some point, it's relatively easy to get a little bit burned out on the game when you're doing like 20 or 25 or 30 a set of course of videos in a row. Um, you you. It, it's relatively easy to, or at least was for me, to get a little bit burned out where you say, oh my God, not another Assetto Corsa session today. So um, I always try to find something, and that's nothing against Assetto Corsa, by the way. No. I still love it. But um, I thought it's, or I I learned that it's very, uh, very important to um, choose something to record that... Um, it's a little bit different once in a while and where I actually have a lot of fun with it. So, and it's, it's awesome to hear that, that, um, at least partially comes across on the, in the video. Very much so. And Mike, what about, what about the, the channel name? Same racing 604. Where did it come from? Again, it's it's tough to follow Alex. <laughs> he spent sleepless <laughs> yeah. nights thinking of his. <laughs> Mine is just my telephone area code. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I wish I had something more exciting than that. It actually, wow. um, when I first got into watching YouTube videos of, of sim racing, Ferrari Man 601 was uh, yes. one of the channels that I really clung to. I think he has a, an amazing channel to this day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't want to dedicate myself to a brand like he did, but uh, yeah, it's very generic. It's sim racing and then my telephone area code. So. Oh, cool. That's original. Yeah. And he's, I guess so. Yeah, I it's easy so. to remember. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's easy to remember. And the good news with it is that it's not taken anywhere. Like you can imagine with my name being Mike Smith, oh, like yeah, I, I don't point. get anything. It, it's yeah. just it's taken everywhere i can't get email addresses no. that are anywhere close to my name but sim racing <laughs> no. 604 is yeah. not taken anywhere of course no. so yeah. yeah that's the thing yeah and then um i, I suppose like again i <laughs> i have no like i same the same with, with as with you mike with relation to alex like i have no i myself have no uh, a track driving experience either and and I, I kind of 
like you talked about your your first game on the Commodore. I I'm from 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 Ireland originally. I live in live, I've been living living in Finland now nearly the last fifteen years or so, and my first game was on the I guess a competitor to the Commodore sixty four at the time, the Sinclair ZX Spectrum, and I had this. Oh I, wow! Yeah, yeah. I had this. I I've actually I have a blog. I have a I wrote a blog post about it, and it's on the 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 blog I have where I hopefully um uh, be posting uh. Uh, audio version a version of this podcast and basically it was grand prix oh god what was it called and actually i when i was writing the blog i was i was trying to find it and i found a video of it on youtube in color and i was watching it in black and white because i had the i had the computer hooked to a black and white tv because that's all i had and i never questioned it and all i know it was all i knew that it was in as far as I was concerned, it was in black and white. And like you, Mike, I was playing with arrows. And I, dis- I distinctly remember the 8 or 16-bit sound. That was it, you know? And I wrote this in the blog. I always remember thinking, why is it that the games don't look like they do on the cover art? You know, that was the thing for me. And 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 maybe, maybe I was just a kid. I didn't question it. But then I... See, I... I I kind of, I'm kind of a, a, a late start, if you will, because I never, we, we, when we were kids, my mom bought us a, a Sega machine. We had, we had Donkey Kong and uh, we had Tapper and Zaxxon, some of the games, but I was never actually able to find what specific machine it was. And then after um, my nephew had, had um, a PlayStation and, I, and I, can, I can remember when the first Grand Theft Auto appeared in the 90s, but I never personally owned an Xbox or a PlayStation, so I was kind of late. And then uh, um, at one point, a few years ago, I was working in a place, and then I was I was made redundant, and I had some spare time, and I I I installed Steam on on a PC. I had the PC; it's now dead. But long story. But uh, and I installed mm-hmm. Steam, and I saw this I saw this um, uh, Dirt Three, you see. And my my wife is um, my my wife is from west of Finland. And where her parents live, they actually live live close to Marcus Gronholm, the Finnish uh, uh, Finnish rally driver, and so it was kind of like rally and here, and I was kind of interested in that, and I kind of I kind of wanted to know more, so I got into Dirt Three, and then from that Dirt Rally Dirt Rally came along, and I I also wrote about this in the blog that, and um, I started to follow, I started to follow the guys on Twitter. And then I have a I have a design and illustration background, so for me it was kind of the way that the computers were getting faster, and they were able to simulate that there was the three D models of the cars, there was the audio, there was the graphics, mm-hmm. and then I was following I was following uh, Paul Coleman, the lead uh, designer on Dirt Rally on Twitter, and I loved how when they were doing Dirt Rally it was in early access, and they would do the dirt shows, and they would kind of they would iterate as they went along and then of course dirt rally then went to full release and it went on xbox one and and playstation 4 but but i i loved the whole process and then by by them adding features to the game i learned about you know front wheel drive and rear wheel drive and all wheel drive because i had very little very little knowledge and it it kind of it kind of started from there and then at one point actually in terms of me getting a wheel I, i had an xbox pad and then Dirt Rally came along and I said, okay, now I need to get a wheel. So I found a used um, Logitech Driving Force GT 
and mm. then I bought I bought that and I I, I I loved it and then then I decided to up to upgrade when I had some some money some some money to spend and I'm now driving a, a, a t300 and I put I posted a video on my channel about them um, the issues I had I'm currently on my my third wheel um, my third t t300 base it's a long story so I went from uh, dirt three to dirt rally then like Mike says set the course came along and then there was R factor and then I just I don't know what it was I started to read race department and I started to find some channels I saw I found empty box and Jimmy Broadbent and I don't know it just kind of it just kind of started from there and I, I often find that I don't know how it is for you guys but people walk into the house maybe a guest comes for a kid a kid's birthday party or whatever and they'll say look what is that in the corner what are you doing you know and then you maybe, <laughs> maybe you, you, you invite them to come in and, and, and sit down and maybe you you start the game with the fault maybe there's no assists on and they end up like spinning out into a corner you know and it's it's like it's like it's kind of like they get it but they don't but for me i i think it's i think like with you guys it's the passion behind it it's the kind of the community behind it and i've learned so much more about the community and and um i've been i've been reading about guys like 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 magnus walker and these guys who you know and and he's like um the the group B and the group C and and I've just over the last three or four years I've just I've just learned learned so much and also from the point of view of for me um from I think that obviously the world of motorsport directly relates to what what you can go to a showroom and buy and for example the the advent of the Tesla and the hybrid cars and I'm kind of I'm interested in the how how shall I say it like a 360 degree view of the whole thing and how would how, for example, the, the auto racing relates to games and then how auto racing relates to real world cars. And like in Assetto Corsa, you have the street cars and the racing cars and you have the, you have the, the classic cars and you see, for example, some, some racing teams that are no longer there are represented, some tracks that are no longer there are represented. And you can see, you can kind of follow, even, for example, if you look at like Dirt 3, Dirt 3 as I listed in the blog post I wrote that, Dirt 3 is more arcade, but still is more arcade style, if you will. And if you play it now with a wheel, you can really see how kind of poor it is in a way. But at the time, you didn't really, like back in the early days, all I had was, you know, this ZX Spectrum with a black and white TV. That's all I had. And you, you go with, you play what you have at the time. And even even though Dirt 3 is more arcade, you can still see the, the history of Rally in there, the progression from the from the from the 70s to the 80s and and, and so on you know, just this subaru and so and so on so that's kind of and like i said i'm i've i have been learning and i'm and i'm, and I'm const, kind of constantly learning and then in terms of how i got started with the channel well i i uploaded some some dirt rally plays some gameplay and then i uploaded some race room gameplay and at one point it was kind of well well i like many people have said well the only way to the easiest way to start is just to get started and then it was kind of like, well, well, enough is enough. And I had a microphone. I bought a microphone for some work purposes. And I kind of, well, I figured out this part and I figured out that part. And I said, well, let's let's start it now. And my my channel, I, I've done some sim racing stuff, but I've also done some other stuff. And, and, and back to the whole point, of the whole kind of angle of creating content that you like. That's what I... I just thought, well, I, I want to create the content that I like. So I have I have a, a mix of stuff on my channel. Like there's some 
PC tutorial stuff, there's some sim racing stuff, whatever. I just, I've come to the conclusion that I just want to make content that I want to, like you guys said, I want to make content that I'm interested in. And even uh, like I created a video and then I would like some of my videos, the series I did about Carol Shelby, and then I rendered it and I just sat back and watched it. And I thought to myself, well, this is okay. And if, if it's fantastic, if, if somebody it's else, fantastic. thank you very, very much. proud of that. If somebody, great. if somebody thinks that's okay, then, you know, and a funny story, actually in the, um, I did in episode three, in episode two, I was talking about the Shelby Daytona and I had some notes and I didn't want it to be like a documentary, just some notes. And then I was, I had published the second video and then I came across another video from, from, from Shelby in the US and it was all this information and I realized that oh no a lot of the a lot of the stuff I wrote about Peter Brock in the second episode was incorrect so I kind of I had to add a prologue to the third one to kind of to kind of correct the notes that I that I correct the information that I had added in in the second episode but that was I just thought well, I just thought well well I out of respect to the guys that who were involved in it and and I mentioned like the guy the guys like um Peter Miles from the UK who had survived World War Two and then became a racing driver and and told his story and and like I said in the um in the first video it, it, the, the 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 character were kind of different characters they they were the they were the hot the post World War Two hot rodders and they all had different experiences and they re reminded me of my father in in a way so so and that's how that's how I kind of I fell in love with the kind of story and then and then I looked and I said hold on a second I have I said to Corsa and and Jimmy Broadbent had done a GT40 video and and there was the Le Mans track from 1967 and and if I if I can source um, some versions of those cars maybe I can and tell a story so that's that's kind of how it happened so I just take it from there so I really that's like awesome. that approach that you kind of pick a topic and such a great topic as Carol Shelby I mean he's one of the the legends in automotive history I would Absolutely. say right so yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that Ford Ferrari rivalry, you know, in the I guess it was the late '60s, yes, was yeah. one of the greatest stories in motorsport yeah. history. It really yeah. was. And I and I would agree more. Yeah, and and I, exactly. And I I I knew that I knew the name of Carroll Shelby, but like in my innocence, I didn't know what really what it referred to. I know there was a Ford with Carroll Shelby's name on it, but I didn't know the story. And then Jimmy Broadbent did a video on the on the the, the GT40 that's in um, the Ford GT that's in the Santa Corsa, and then I came across the, the the Ford and Ferrari battle, and then it just kind of organically kind of it kind of went from there. So that's a, and the name obviously well my name my, obviously the name is um, I I created the channel using my name and and uh, my name is David obviously my friends at one point started to call me Davy and and. Uh, and actually, um, David Bowie, the late great David Bowie, his real name is actually David Jones, and uh, he changed his name because at one point because he thought the name was boring, and uh, <laughs> funnily enough, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and actually David Jones in um, in Australia, and I guess um, um, Michael from Single Racer in Melbourne will know that that um, uh, David Jones, David Jones in Australia is like a it's like a high end department store chain. So my name is all like you, Mike. My name is also common. So I just thought, well, I, 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 I was going with a name, and I thought, well, what will I do? How do I kind of represent myself? And then I, then I thought, okay, well, I just go with my name because I was using my own name on Twitter, and I just went with that. And and like I said, I just create content that 
I want to create and I mean my name isn't synonymous with 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 any particular genre but so I just create what I want to create and if 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 somebody is if somebody likes it they like it and I just go from there you know That's awesome. Yeah. So we're now we're now at the we we've been talking for about half an hour or so and it, and it's it's been really really great and thank you very much. Um so at this point for for the remainder do we want to, do we just want to have a a general um discussion on on um on sim racing right now how we are i mean we have a list of topics that we'd like to discuss in future but in terms of i left this section so we could kind of have a kind of an open discussion on on sim racing and i'm interested in 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 your guys take on how for example um sim racing or motorsport in the real world currently relates to uh, to sim racing and how do you feel where we are because i was talking to my my wife and my kids yesterday and and kind of with with f117 becoming an esport and uh, um uh, the also the 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 wrc game becoming an esport i i mm-hmm. feel I, I and also the price of of the of the well shall i say consumer the consumer level wheels like jimmy broadman says the pleb wheels like i have <laughs> the price of the <laughs> you know the thrustmaster the logitech the, the price of those are coming down and i think i i'm under the impression that many people for example playing on console are are buying wheels and you see pictures of on reddit every day of people with their sets with their setup and they have a they yeah. have a, a chair and a wheel and a stand in front in front of the tv and and away they go so where where do you guys ha- what's what what are you guys feeling right now i i feel personally that it's growing and and i know that for example now it was was it january last year we had the we had the visa visa vegas thing in vegas with r factor 2 and that it kind of started from there although that was a bit of a, a poor showing i guess and then you had the um then r factor 2 brought in the 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 formula e cars and there was an event and Sean Cole was there and Jimmy Broadbent and, and it, it's kind of it's it it's like growing in and then of course you had the um the the world's fastest gamer which which got a lot of publicity and you had the yeah. the, the win the winner from from the Netherlands so what what any thoughts on on how it is now or or and is it for example the way I, like I w- one final point and then I'll let you guys continue um, it seems that motorsport, the actual viewing of motorsport, let's say from traditional TV, is maybe is maybe getting less, and and young young kids now are maybe are not as interested in cars and motorsport as maybe guys of our generation are. So, but yet the esports thing seems to be growing. So, so maybe it'll come so that maybe the growth in esports will f- will feed back into the real world of of motorsport. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think you made quite a few good points there, um, Davey. Um, I feel like we are seeing the beginnings of a process, at least, where the real world and the virtual world are merging more and more together. Um, You can see it, for example, that real race drivers, not all of them, but quite a few of them, actually, um, learn new tracks or practice tracks um, in sims. Yes. Um, that has been going on for quite a while now. I've just recently seen a blog post or a Reddit post where I don't know which F1 driver it was, but a pretty famous one um, showing off his sim racing setup at home. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was Max Verstappen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I think, and I also feel like the viewership 
on TV is kind of declining for yes. motorsport in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at least in my childhood, um, there was a lot more to see in that regard. A lot more was being broadcasted. And uh, generally speaking, the whole theme of YouTube is watching other people play in generally. Yes. Um, of course, there's more than gaming on YouTube, but you get what I mean. So I think in the future, especially with uh, sim racing becoming even more realistic than it is already yes. in comparison to what mm-hmm. we had back in the 80s or early 90s. Yes. Um, especially with sim racing becoming so realistic, I think that esports might be more interesting to watch from a viewer perspective than real sports because that's well, interesting you, you you can't die in 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 sims so maybe the driving itself might be a little bit more risky a little bit more mm. extreme maybe different setups can be chosen than you could in real world uh, in real life i don't know um it's an interesting question it will be it will be cool to see where this is headed but i have the same feeling that esports in general, are are a very fast-growing uh, market. How about you, Mike? Well, um, I'm equally interested in how the real world affects sim racing, mm-hmm. because um, what I've noticed now is that um, you know when the when the specifications of say the the 28 Formula One cars comes out, it's like a race. What modding team can get out the, you know, Formula One 2018 mod the fastest? Or, yes. you know, a couple months, well, I guess, was it about a month ago where we had that uh, LMP1 car that was, you know, unrestricted and it did that spa lap in yeah, minute the Evo. 41 or yes. something? Yeah, the Evo. Evo, yes. thank you. And, you know, two days later, we had that on race department. Yes. So it's it's so that's true. It's so yes. fascinating to me that what happens in the real world racing is is bleeding immediately to uh, to sim racing. Yes, and Good I point. think yeah, and I think that's that's really awesome because um, and I know you've driven these cars, Alex. I can't remember the modding team behind them, but uh, it's the Need for Speed pack, and I think there's a Viper yeah. and there's a yeah. Testarossa and things like that. That to me was the epitome of real world uh, bleeding into sim racing because those are cars I grew up with, you know, having posters on my wall and things yes. like yes. that, mm. you know, and it's it's so awesome that real world cars bleed into sim racing. So um, as far as esports, I don't know how far it's going to go. I think racing of all sports probably lends itself the best to, to esports. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't, I don't think, play basketball or football or anything like that uh, in a game and expect it to translate to real sports but driving is probably the closest Hmm. driving is probably the closest so um yeah hopefully it has some influence i know there was one of the racers that was involved in world's fastest gamer just got a formula four contract so that's cool but um yeah yeah i can't remember his name but um Anyway, it is happening, so that, that's kind of fascinating. But like I say, I'm equally interested in how it goes the other way too, because most of us will never like. I mean, no. what percentage of people, point one, point zero 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 one, will ever get to drive a Formula One car or that's ever get to yeah, drive a yeah. Indy car or something like yeah. that? But yeah. for um, you know, anywhere from a few hundred to a few thousand dollars, we can have a setup where we can drive it however we want at whatever track we want. That you know? is true. So. I- and any time yeah, of the any exactly. time of the day or night, that is true. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Can I ask actually? It, it, the 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 question just occurred to me. Um, which which actually um, in terms of re- real world versus sim racing, which 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 class, which type of racing is your favorite? Uh, Mike, I see you seem to be very passionate about about F one cars, both modern and classic. Am I correct? 
Um, our formula yeah, the definitely. Formula. But but yeah, but it, it, the funny thing is, is I'm only recently an F1 fan. Like um, I used to watch it many many years ago, but then I I took about 15 years off. Like I just wasn't into Formula One. But what hmm. fascinates me about Formula One now is the technology, and that's usually what drives the hate towards Formula One because people say you know it's all about the car and not about the driver, and and that may or may not be true. Yes. But uh, um, I'm just like, I'm a nerd by nature. Okay. And I love the here, technology here. that yeah. goes into these cars. I, I love, you know, the hybrid technology, a 1.6 liter engine is somehow churning out close to a thousand horsepower. Yes. That to me just blows my mind. Yeah, that's and, true. and I just love hearing about that. Um, you know, and, and all the active suspensions and, 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 you know, kinetic energy release systems and things like that really really fascinate me so as much as the actual sport as much as i follow formula one it's probably more the technology that formula one is based on that drives my passion if that makes yeah. sense and mike mike you talked about the sound of cars earlier and i completely <laughs> agree and i know exactly what you're talking about but for example audi did recently did the um the 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 the, the um the GT Sport, the the, the the Turismo, the concept car, like the electric uh, car, yeah. basically. Sorry, I couldn't yep. remember the name exactly. It slipped my mind. But obviously that car is soundless and the Formula E cars are soundless. So so I wonder, um, and I know, for example, we've had, we've had, um, we've had uh, Audi leave LMP1 and so on and, and, and Porsche. So, so how then, if the, the, the manufacturers are de are developing hybrid technology and electric technology obviously that's where the um where, where it's going but and you see a lot of comments where okay formula e well if i'm going to go if i'm going to watch a formula e event i'll have to take a smartphone with me so i can listen to some car sounds so how i, I wonder <laughs> I, yeah i see that a lot but i wonder how then because it's kind of it's especially I mean at a racing event it's the experience and as you as you guys know as sim racers you know with the headphones on it's the sound of and you know for example when you if you have a nice replay running in a set of Corsa you hear the like you, you hear the like a nas naturally aspirated Porsche you hear the roar mm -hmm. of the engine that is coming you know over the mm -hmm. over the apex of a hill and away so how I wonder how then will they how will then will they if if audio is such an important thing how then will they will will they you know how how will they manage to maintain the attraction because the audio part yeah. of it is so important isn't it it's a good question it's a very good question i don't know how they're going to manage that like um i don't consider myself too hung up on sounds like formula mm. one is all, almost without argument sounding worse than it ever has if you go back to you know yeah. the, the v10 era it's just mind-blowing like it just pulls you in it just yes. speaks to something internally and and you know these 1.6 liter hybrid turbos it it's you know it's missing something um but i still love the sport um but with that said um, you know, the Formula E cars, the sound is is a big reason that I can't follow that sport. I mean, there's a number of other technical concerns, but just the the wine, I, I don't know. I, yeah. So I hear you, Davey, and I don't know how they're going to get past it. And then, and it um, comes back to a point made earlier that it's not about the technology. Is it about the technology, or is it about is it about the driver? And then, if the mm -hmm. if the balance or performance of the electric cars is so tightly controlled, 
and the mm. and the cars are so close to each other it will have to be about the drivers and how yeah. the, how the individual drivers perform so i i, I think my, i get i'm guessing mike that you have you're kind of equally split between let's say formula cars and and gt cars gt gt4 gt3 i guess i guess i get the impression that you're kind of interested in kind of a, a wide a wide breadth of, of of different classes am i correct yeah yeah i like um i like just about everything i'm trying to mm. think of a car class that I never really got into and nothing much really comes to mind um yeah in sim racing for sure any racing class i'm really into i think when you get into like cars that you might see on the road every day like a you know toyota gt86 or something like that yes um i don't know what it's like in, in europe but certainly in canada those are commonplace i could probably walk around my neighborhood and spot two or three of them and that's where that's the only spot where i really lose it in sim racing um it just doesn't inspire much in me like to me sim racing is the fantasy again going back yes. to you know yeah. sim racing yeah. emulating reality like it's it's so cool if i'm these days i'm watching a lot of blanc pawn I've, I've just really picked it up since the announcement of Assetto Corso competition so, so have and I. um mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's been fascinating and um can't remember my point oh yeah um so the fantasy so it's it's kind of cool to watch you know the, the monza endurance or something like that and then be able to fire up your favorite game and jump into an actual gt class exactly. car mm -hmm. so i don't get that level of fantasy that level of you know holy smokes i'm driving a a, a cool car here from a passenger car so it, it pretty much has to be a racing car to to inspire me yeah something that you you kind of aspire to as a driver and for you yes. alex, for you alex i'm guessing as well is it are you kind of interested in everything or anything or do you have something that you kind of that 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 will always kind of grab your attention um it's interesting because i'm quite often the opposite corner than mike is um i've always been more interested in road cars i think i'm trying to think of a reason for why that is exactly but i think mm. it has to do with the origins of my sim racing career so to speak and i'm thinking back to need for speed one and that is the concept that speaks most to me just have a luxury car that i would never drive in real life a nice open road uh, somewhere through a forest and just experience that car um, and i think that is what sim racing um, or what I'm looking for in, in sim racing, to have that experience. Mm. I can have a lot of fun with race cars. I do get the um, the attraction of that. But if I had, for example, to drive a lovely Ferrari F40 up the Transfer Garrison Highway, yes, or in GT3 in Romania, cars, yes. yeah. mm -hmm. exactly, or a GT3 car around Monza or, or whatever other track, um, I would always go for the f40 just um and i always prefer i always love oversteer i love sliding cars a little yes. bit i love overdriving I cars a little bit and yeah. <laughs> that's um in in real life as well it's just always been my thing mm. and it's very hard to do that with um uh with race cars that have uh, a lot of aero grip and a generally stiffer suspension setup and so the road cars my my ideal way of driving a car is coming out of a turn driving sideways third gear smoking tires and just <laughs> smiling all the way burn out, I know burn that's out paradise <laughs> exactly it's not the fastest way i know no. that but no. um, that's uh, that's my ideal scenario of enjoying a car
And I think that comes out in your videos as well. And I think Mike will agree that you 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 do a slide and then you start giggling. And and I noticed that in your videos. Yeah, yeah. That's, it comes it comes back to the passion. And I guess um, for me, I guess I'm a mixture of kind of everything. And and now that I'm now that we've been talking, I think about it that I think maybe. Um, from our our generation, kids that grew up in the we like I said earlier, we won't we won't talk numbers, but kids, kids who people who grew up in the sixties, seventies, eighties, when when computers were only starting, and and maybe our generation maybe had the posters on the wall, but I don't know, like the, the like the Ferrari F forty and the Porsche nine eleven. Uh, do do the kids nowadays do they have the 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 car posters on the wall and i know like there's lots of channels on youtube there's there's a there's um um lots of proper cha channels there's there's donut media and and supercars of london and there's guys and yeah. they have they have lots of lots of subscribers and lots of viewers and they're do, doing kind of different things so i wonder i don't know i guess i guess we are our generation we are a product of a, of a time and place where we we've kind of seen the we've the, we've seen the origin of the computer of the personal computer we've seen the origin of the yes. of the smartphone and when we when we play games now we can kind of see it in context not only of the um the the, the technology the technology that's currently available but also of the of the content that it's able to simulate for example um i remember and i was i was i'm going to include this in the video when i was a boy i had a a uh, uh, heavy diecast Porsche 911. I wish I had it now. There was there was a white Porsche 911. At least I think it was, and two motorcycle cops. And I remember I I I may or may not have known what the car was at the time, but it was a real beauty. But and I I, I think as a child I, I I appreciated it, and I know I know that a lot, lot of young boys traditionally play play with cars, but I think maybe. Maybe it's like I said, the 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 young people are maybe not so interested in cars, particularly for example when they go into their teenage years and the later years. So I think I think we over in the overall, I think we were just a many of us are just a product of of the time and place we we grew up in. And, and like you said, like you said, Alex, and back to you and Mike as well. It's all as it's also as well about the nostalgia. Like for example, to to yes. to to be able to any time like. I can drive us. I can drive a Group B car around um, uh, Sweet Lamb in Wales, or or I can I can you know I can um, I can drive around it like the and the like the tracks in in Dirt Rally and, and you know these kind of things. So it's it, like you said, it's it's the it's the ability to create and and it's and it's also a mix of being able to follow the 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 classic cars and then the current cars and then the, the kind of the the, the the, the 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 whole the whole kind of area of of classic to modern to kind of how, how it's going how it's how where it's going in the future so to speak so yes yes and speaking of future by the way um i think first of all i think you're right that um the modern or the current generation of of teenagers is probably not that much into cars then yes maybe some previous generations. Maybe that's a misconception. I'm not sure about that, but I do get that feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, um, surprisingly enough, I love cars like, like a Tesla. 
Um, so I, I. I love what they're doing. I love the whole concept. I love the philosophy. And I think in the long, I love their performance. And even though there is no engine sound and even though the emotionality of it maybe is lacking a little bit, mm -hmm. I can't help but have a lot of respect for what they can do. And uh, I gla I'm glad that they exist. And I think they will save a lot of fuel for us in the future when we uh, drive a combustion engine car by choice and not because we have to. Hmm. I wonder. So, um, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a question now. The the Audi literally as well, I guess it's a mar it's a marketing trick if you will. They they took the the um the the, the chassis of the car looks like the 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 IMSA car that went to America after Group E ended. And they, they took the electric concept car from Gran Turismo. I wonder how popular are those, are those kind of cars in the game? I mean, obviously, they don't make any sound. And, and will it be so mm. that, for example, um, like once Porsche became available, um, uh, um, uh, sorry, I said the Corsa had a Porsche pack and iRacing had yeah. a Porsche pack. And then also we had the Ferrari pack. So at what point then do do these electric and hybrid cars, when do they become, do they then become available in the simulators and would people be interested in them? I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Has anybody yeah. made a uh, Tesla mod for Seto Corsa yet? Yes, um, there are two of them, although both versions are, s are based on the same 3D model, I believe, and both okay. of them are pretty terrible. Uh, okay. I've, I've driven them. <laughs> um, they are not realistic at all. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, it's that's a very good question. I am fascinated by Teslas. Would I drive them in a sim rather than, I don't know, a 911 or something? That's a very good question. I'm not sure about that, actually. Yeah, could, me neither. And, of course, there, there are the Formula E cars in um, in R Factor 2 with this track that's in, was it Hong Kong, was it so? There was, there was yeah, official right. content. So I, I never actually tried and not not because I'm I never tried it, not because I'm not interested. I just have so much other content, other DLC, for example, that I bought that yeah. I, just, I just literally haven't had the time to play. So and I'm I, I'm I'm interested in, in, in trying it and I, I I find I heard somebody talking one day, somebody coined somebody mentioned the phrase it's like steam paralysis that you you go into your steam library and you're not sure what game you want to play and <laughs> I, I go yeah. through i go through phases where it's all race room and then maybe maybe it's all a set of corsa and then yeah. you know, and i and and it's good it's good in the same way that we we all try many i think we all try and drive as many classes as possible i think we all try and um yeah play as many games as possible can i ask you a question there's a question now that comes to mind how many games do you actively play do you guys play several games at once or do you go to periods where you might play a set of courses for several weeks and then maybe go to race room or go to project cars or or how do you actually do it yeah i'm i think i have five in regular rotation now um let's see a set of course automobilista race room i'm not really into eye racing these days um I think there's five that I go to, but yeah, definitely it'll just become an obsession of mine. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of my recent videos, but it's all been automobilista. Yes. Like I, it's, it's funny. I just, I forgot about that game for quite a while and then I fired it mm -hmm. up and now I can't get enough of it. 
Yeah. And um, I ran Project Cars 2 last night. And according to Steam, the last time I drove it was April 16th. So it's been three weeks since I've even opened that game. Yeah. But prior to that, I had done nothing but Project Cars 2 for, for a two-week period. So <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just funny. Uh, I don't know. Um, each, each game has its appeal, right? Yeah. I don't think yeah. I don't yeah. think we've hit a sim yet that does everything right. But oh. I think sim to sim, each has something that it does much better than its competitors, and we're kind of attracted to that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm I, the same way. I go uh, ahead, Alex. I, yeah, go I ahead. usually, uh, yeah, I usually deep dive into one sim for a while, and then I move on to the next. And as Mike said, there's a certain rotation that has been established right now between. Well, in my case, it's probably mostly between Project Cars 2 and Assetto Corsa. Uh, I've tried some race room here and there. Mm -hmm. I have not tried Automobilista in quite a while, uh, mostly because it does not have VR support at this point in time, if I am not mistaken there. And um, I have not tried iRacing in quite a while either. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm always on the lookout for new and interesting stuff which is why I decided to eventually try Forza Motorsport 7. Yes, um, that was interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'm happy that I did that, actually, because it was a lot better in a lot of uh, aspects than I would have expected it to be. I noticed you um, saying that, yeah. Hmm. It is clearly still, or not clearly, but in my opinion, it is still lacking in some in some handling areas where it just feels a little bit unnatural, uh, kind of like Project Cars 1 did feel a little mm -hmm. bit iffy at some points. But yeah, no, so um, generally I tend to deep dive into one game or one sim and then switch over. Um, I got a question for you, Alex. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you, you are, you know, the master of oversteer you're so much better at it than i am and and i imagine you have to really feel your car and and know when your traction bites and when you're losing traction and things like that was yeah. there do you still get that in forza 7 that's exactly the point that is weird in forza 7 um so in assetto corsa for example it is pretty much like it is in real life although the cars tend to lose grip maybe it a little bit too easily in comparison to real life where you have to work a bit harder, provoke the car a bit more mm -hmm. uh, to break loose. But uh, the general behavior of the car over the limit is very well done in Assetto Corsa. And in my opinion, it's still the king when it comes to oversteer. Yes. Um, just the feeling of it is so natural. Uh, you feel the weight of the car. You can use the weight of the car to continue the slide and transition one, from one slide to another. Um, that's just close to perfection. Um, but in, in Forza 7, there's something weird that happens when you start to slide. It's, um, it's really hard to put it into words, but it feels like the, the line between grip and slide is pretty much non-existent in Forza 7. So you're always a little bit unstable. So mm. there's no clear transition between gripping and sliding. And when you slide, it is just very hard to predict what the car is doing. So in my opinion, usually when that is the case, when I really can't really connect to what the car is doing in game, um, mainly that is because the game does something that the car wouldn't do in real life um, because I have no troubles um, getting my car to go sideways in safe and controlled environments, of course, in real life. Mm -hmm. um, but 
usually when I, I felt that in Project Cars 1. That's the best example. I thought, man, is it me or, or what is happening here? I just can't get a controlled slide with these cars. What's what's going on? And then I read other people having the same problem with it. And it is so much better in Project Cars 2 in in some cars in Project Cars 2. Yes. Um, it is still a bit weird in, in, in some cars there, but it is, generally speaking, a lot improved in that game. So over the years when I have felt that the, I can't really connect with the, what the car is doing in the game, it's usually because um, there's something wonky in the physics engine, whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, in terms of Forza 7, it's not quite there yet. And I think what it's missing, at least for wheel users, is that I don't mind it being arcade to a degree, yes. but it should be fun. Yes. I should be able to get the car to do what I want it to do. Mm -hmm. um, but that is not really the case in Forza 7. My personal theory is that it's mostly been developed for gamepad users and that uh, wheel users are a fraction of their user base at this point, mm -hmm. maybe not even 10%, and across all platforms. And so I think that might be part of the reason. Maybe the car setups are more, I don't know, are better to control with a controller and are therefore a little bit weird to control with a wheel. I, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but um, there is something missing in Forza that is there in Project Cars 2 and in Assetto Corsa. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know what that is exactly. Though. And Alex, were you driving Forza 7 on PC with a direct drive wheel? Yes, I was. I was oh. very happy to see that that worked right off the bat. I really? just That's Because that was not... Yeah, it, it worked really well, actually. Yeah. And I got to say, the force feedback, with the settings that I found on YouTube, I did a video about that and yep. linked the settings in the description. Um, the force feedback is actually very, very good. Um, it's very strong force feedback. It feels very much like a real wheel and a real car feels in terms of the stiffness of the controls. Yes. Um, I think that is very good, actually. I was very surprised about that. It's just, yeah. and it feels very good right up until you get to the limit and at the limit, but once you go over the limit, that's where it lacks, and that's where it starts to behave yeah. weirdly. Yeah, and it's something that I, I've noticed, like, Billy Strange is also able to comment on, for example, how, for example, he has done the, the, the sprint racing on dirt, like, he was involved directly with the guys from iRacing developing that, and he can he was able to say, well, yeah, this feels right, this doesn't, and I, I, I have no clue, so I just... <laughs> for me it's pixels on the screen and 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 some <laughs> audio and hopefully some force feedback and I, I i can't really say so i'm not an engineer by it so it's wonderful that somebody can actually say well yes well well when i'm playing this game i'm turning it should break now and i can you know that's really that's a really interesting aspect now we're running on nearly an hour and i don't want to run too long and we have so many other things to talk about but can we finish with a quick summer summary of if you had just the top of your head, if I might ask, uh, your perfect sim um, in terms of in terms of content and tracks and <laughs> what what would that be? Just, just top of your mind, anything at all. What would it what would it I, contain? I uh, I have thought about that way too much, and I would love to be involved in a project like that. So I will try to keep it very short. Yes. Um, I think the technology is not quite there, but in my opinion, software-wise, we would need to use Google Maps and a very clever deep learning algorithm to construct a 3D map out of that. So you would have the whole globe to play with. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah go on, yeah? Yeah. 
but of course, again, the technology is not there, but I've no. seen something like that. So again, dream sim, right? Yes. Um, what I'm really missing in most sims is that we are driving a pretty box without any functional parts in there. So what I really would love is to have a fully functioning drivetrain, including moving pistons, moving uh, camshafts, everything like that. So I want to have a fully working engine. So I feel like I'm actually driving a car and not just something that looks like a car and behaves like a car. Yes. Um, organically created engine sounds uh, that change depending on what kind of exhaust you have there or how the exhaust is, is routed throughout the car. That would wow. be something that's very important. I think yeah. engine sounds are one area in sim racing that have not developed as much as visuals have or physics have, for example, over the last 20 years. Yeah. We're still using sample-based uh, engine sounds, yes. which are good, but they will never be great. It's just not possible. Yeah. Um, they will never be as organic as a real engine is. Yeah. And um, soft body physics, um, so the car can flex and crash like the real thing. And I will stop there. I could say a lot more. One thing I want to add still is that yeah. what will bring us to the next level is is true G-Force simulation. And I don't know if you guys heard have heard of... Uh, what was it called? Vestibular galvanic stimulation, where you use little electrodes around your ears to induce uh, a micro, um, um, a little bit of electricity to your nerves in the inner ear that are responsible for um, for G-force uh, ah. G-forces. Yeah. So you can actually use that to induce G-forces basically in your head. Wow. Wow, so um, there has been a headset developed by Samsung, I believe, which was called Entrim 4D. You could Google that if you have the time. Yeah. And they were playing with that idea. So the idea is that you have a headset that gets the GeForce information from the sim, um, like um, a motion rig would do, and induces real GeForces in your head depending on how the car is moving. So I think once we have that in combination with uh, a better VR experience mm. i think that will be a game changer so you're, you're not asking because... for a lot really alex are you no no <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> so yeah I, I will stop it there but um yeah. as i said i, oh, I wow. thought about this yeah. a lot and so i just want to drive every car on the whole planet and have it feel like so, go so google maps a fully a fully realized engine drivetrain uh yes. with simulated g-forces and vr yes yeah. yes 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 oh <laughs> it's not, it's not. <laughs> and you and you mike can i ask you can i ask of you the same question any thoughts uh tough question i mm -hmm. I, I think kunos might be going the right angle with competition in that pick one thing and do it well I, I yes. think when Sims start to reach out and try and, you know, do a great F1 and also a great GT and also great road cars and also great this and that and that, it just, uh, it dilutes the focus of, of the programmers. And yes. I think Competition, probably version 1.0 is going to have its bugs and things like that. But if they engage the community and they engage real GT drivers and get, you know, real track data in one specific discipline, in this case, the, the Blancpain series, and just make that perfect, make it the definitive 
Blanc Pond series, yes. and, or Blanc Pond simulator, I should say, yeah. and just do that better than anybody else on the market. I think that's the way to go. Yes. I really do. Good point. Very good yeah. point. And it comes back to as well. Mike, you said how you you, you the idea the, the the perfect idea is to watch the event and then go fire up your PC and then go and drive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so that guys, it's, it's been running over an hour. It's been it's been really really interesting. And thank you very much. Um and and uh, Mike Mike um Alex, do you want to talk about what you've got coming up in your channel in the next couple of weeks or? Anything interesting? Um, uh, oh, lots of interesting stuff. Um, yeah, no, I'm. I will start to record a bit more with the real car, which um, I'm currently in the process of gathering some hardware for that to make it look really good and stuff. So yep. you can expect something uh, coming in the next months um, with uh, some real track driving, and it, I think it should be pretty cool. Oh, cool! That's interesting. And you, Mike? Um, I'm just wrapping up. Uh, I had a hot lap tournament, and um, we actually got some sponsorship. There was some prizes. I saw and so that. That was, that was a, really interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turned out really well. There was great support from the community, and uh, there's a lot of calls for me to do another one. So uh, I'll probably do that. But that's wrapping up. It's been a five-week process, and it's taken a fair bit of my time. So yes. um, mm-hmm. yeah, about to put that behind me in the next couple of days, and then I actually don't have any specific direction I want to go with my channel but uh there's always a new mod there's always a new update to yeah to my favorite sim so we'll see what comes okay interesting so how about I, you davy i knew uh, nothing um i'm working on something a kind of a um <laughs> like a it's like a long um editorial piece so I, i'm working on that and i kind of it's another alex it's three o'clock in the morning and i'm thinking oh god no that's that's not a good idea this is a bad idea so i'm, <laughs> I'm working on something yeah. It's one of my. It's like my magnum magnum opus, so to speak. So, when then when um, when I when I um, when it goes live, I, I you'll know more. But um, it's kind of um, it's kind of a, a bucket list kind of a thing. So it's kind of interesting, and I'm hoping that I'm I'm kind of writing scripts and and cutting some replays. And uh, you, you know, you sit there, and go, oh, what will you know? Will people think I'm crazy? Will they get the point? You know, will they? It's like when you you know they say how if you want to. You paint a picture when you start painting the easiest the best way is to walk away and come back and have another look so I, i'm mm, hoping that i'm hoping that um people people are able to get to get the, the message across so it's it's and it's back to what what the, the thing i'm working on now it's is a kind of a it's a passion project that it's be i've been i've been spinning over in my mind for a long time and that's how i kind of tend to come up with things so so um and then we we i'll what i'll do is I link to your channels in the um, in the description, and we'd also ask that ask that if any if anybody's listening, hopefully they are. If if anybody um, has suggestions for any topics to be discussed, we would appreciate it. So please sure. add, please add those in the um, in the comments below, and also feedback on 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 this is our this is our first first foray into podcasting and. I'm really glad. Thanks again, guys, for joining. This has been really interesting. Interesting because I had this idea and I thought, well, Mike's interesting and Alex is interesting. They, this might work as a format. So I think we've had a really interesting discussion. So and I think there's I think there's there's room room for so much more. And and uh, I have a I have a list of topics that we 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 want to talk about. But we can we can um, c- 
contain those for another time because we could we could technically go on for hours i, I believe so <laughs> yeah so i really enjoyed this i'm looking forward to the next one already yeah okay so next time